father's tent There you are You're running for your life You're a shooting star And all the years No one knows Just how hard you worked But now it shows In one shining moment It's all on the line One shining Coaches, welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast. This is Coach Kevin Furtado. This is episode 260. I'd like to welcome Coach Drew Anthony. He's the new head football coach at Lake Oconee Academy, located in Greensboro, Georgia. Anthony will serve as the head football coach and will oversee the development of the initial 1st through 12th grade football programs at the school. He is teaching various high school social studies classes, including advanced placement, government, and economics. He brings with him 27 years of coaching experience in the Georgia High School Association, as well as an extensive background in teaching social studies, special education, and physical education. Anthony is relocating to the Lake Oconee area from St. Mary's, Georgia, where he served as an assistant football coach, as well as a special teams coordinator and academic athletic coordinator for Camden County High School, a perennial football powerhouse. Prior to that, he served as a special teams coordinator and tight ends coach at Buford High School for 14 years. During his time at Buford, Anthony won assistant coach of the year, as well as 13 region championships and eight state championships. He also coached track and field and produced a state champion in shot put and discus. Early in his career, he coached at Washington Wilkes High School and Cedar Shoals High School, where he served as offensive coordinator. Anthony and his wife, Lindy, an oncology nurse, have three children, JT 10, Abby 8, and Nate 6. Let's welcome Coach Drew Anthony. All right, let's get started. All right, Coach. Hey, coaches, welcome to the uh, Championship Vision Podcast. This is Coach Kevin Furtado. This is episode 260, Drew. So we've had quite a few podcasts. Uh, this is kind of a good transition because I just had Coach Tony Wolf from Buford uh, just recently, and now we have Drew Anthony, and Drew has worked uh, quite a few years with uh, Buford and, and with Tony Wolf. But, hey, I'm excited to have Coach Drew Anthony, the head football coach at Lake Oconee Academy, my former school. We're so excited to have you to the podcast, Coach. It's great to be here. I'm honored. Thank you, Coach Furtado. Coach, hey, tell us a little bit about uh, how you got started in coaching and really the why and the purpose of why you coach. But uh, tell us a little bit about your background so we can learn a little bit more about you. Yes, sir. I, I went to the University of Georgia. I'm from uh, Marietta. And uh, I went to the University of Georgia not to play football, to be a student. And uh, I started out, and I was going to uh, I was gonna be the next Larry Munson. So some Georgia guys might know about him. Sure. I took one broadcast journalism class and didn't care for it, even though I had a great teacher. But uh, I, I started out as a lay coach at Cedar Shoals High School in 1993 uh, under Jeff Heron and uh, – I basically just walked up to him at practice in the summer and said, I want to, I want to get into coaching. And he said, we'll show up Monday. And uh, that, that's kind of how it started. But I, I love the game. I've always loved kids. Uh, 
you know, for 29 years, I've been coaching 26 years teaching and, and there's parts of the job that are hard and challenging, but I feel like I don't get to work. I feel like I get to go, go do what I want to do and impact kids. Yeah. Not only that, you're a um, history teacher, correct? I mean, you're, you're a teacher in the classroom as well. Yeah. I've, I've always taught a full load of classes uh, <laughs> in social studies. And uh, that's, right. that's been a challenge everywhere. I, I actually taught extended day down at Camden County. I was a department head in social studies at Buford for a couple of years. And uh, I'm teaching AP government here at LOA and uh, world geography. So that's what pays most of the bills. So you got to do a great job in the classroom. <laughs> well, I, you know, I met you a while ago, coach, and I, I, did, I was so impressed. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Um, the first thing you did was send out a, um, a Google slide to all the elementary kids. You really connected with the elementary, the middle school, on what you're, you're the intangibles of what you're bringing to the program, which is more important than anything else. I really was impressed with that. And I said, hey, this guy is a program builder. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that, that all comes from Buford. Uh, I was telling you before we started, uh, the first meeting I went to at Buford High School with Coach Wood, uh, it was on a Sunday before spring football, and we didn't even talk about football. We talked about uh, <laughs> missions, visions, uh, what the goals of the program were. And, and here's a big thing, and I, I heard Coach Wolf mention this two days ago. We never talked about winning. We never talked about rings. We never talked about championships. We always talked about having a better process than anybody else for 12 months. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm basing our program on five core values. Mm -hmm. And uh, those are uh, character, attitude, responsibility, self-image, and um, and goal setting. So uh, everything that I talked to with the elementary kids when I went and visited, I, I was here for spring football for two weeks, coming up from South Georgia, and um, I was able to, uh, to to go and talk to the kids about those things. I didn't go in and talk to elementary kids about you know, what kind of offense we were going to run or how many points we were going to score. It was all right. about having the right attitude, right mindset, how, uh, you know, sports is an avenue. Um, you know, listen to your parents, character, responsibility, that kind of thing. So that, that's what the program is built on. We, we have FCA speakers in all the time. We, we speak to the kids, pour into them all the time and really, really hold them accountable. So uh, that there's been some... There's been a lot of teachers who have said, I, I've, I've really seen a difference in a lot of, of your players from last year to this year. And it's cause, you know, they're getting to do something they want to do, but there's a responsibility that they got to hold up to. Drew, talk about, I don't think people realize, and I realize because I worked at LOA for five years and I know, um, I know how tough it is to put a football program in at that. So talk about the, the major challenge but talk about the great successes you're having right now, maybe not in wins, but in attitude around the community. Yeah, the biggest thing is, is this is a charter school. You know, it, it opened up 15 <clears throat> years ago as a school zone for Reynolds. Now it's a place that's open to anybody who lives in Greene County, but uh, none of these kids have played football uh, that are in the high school program. They haven't played since rec ball. And the ones that are in elementary school, you know, they've, they've been exposed to rec ball. So, you know, a lot of these kids, uh, heck, they play polo, they play tennis, they play golf. Right. And, uh, when I took the job, I had somebody at the school tell me, you'll never get them in the summer because they'll be getting their golf clubs fitted. They'll be going on this vacation. 
And I just <laughs> kind of listened to the person and said, okay. But uh, we had 28 workouts this summer and about 90% of our kids made about 90% of the workouts. So, uh, you know, we, we obviously have a different expectation for starting a program in terms of wins and losses, but I had one chance to start it and uh, I ran it just like every other high school program. I mean, we had 28 workouts in June and July. We were here from eight to 11.30, we went to camps. We had uh, all kind of team building things. Uh, so it, it is a challenge uh, culturally, you know, the kids, football is physically, it's physically demanding. Uh, we don't have them in the weight room this year. So we're getting up every morning. Uh, we work out before school at 6.30 and, uh, and that's been a challenge for them, but they, they come and, uh, you know, you hear them talk about how they're burning, you know, they're burning out a little bit and they probably are because they haven't done mm -hmm. uh, something this hard consistently ever in their life. So, it's definitely a challenge trying to change the culture in terms of like, we're going to work like a, a seven, a football program. Uh, we're not going to get the results, but we're not going to do this, you know, halfway. Uh, so that that's, that's been a challenge. Uh, definitely. You can't take one thing for granted when you start a football program that a lot of these kids don't watch football anymore. You know, they're, they're playing video games, but uh, right in stance, how to catch a football, how to throw a football, how to take a snap, just how to get in an athletic position. Uh, and they, they, they haven't done a lot of lifting uh, either. They've done some in PE, but the way our school is set up is, you know, this from the, from the blue gold days, they have a, a, a whatever they call it, a divided block where you only go every other day to a class. Right. That's, that's a huge challenge. Uh, strength and conditioning is the only chance uh, that we have to close the gap. If, if we'll do a great job in that, we've got a chance to build something special here. Yeah, what's funny is I'm, I'm kind of seeing what building a program is all about because I'm at a bigger school now. And there's challenges with that too, Drew. It's not that easy. I mean, you're kind of disconnected with the other elementary schools and middle school because it's so big, but you have to go out and like, like, like we're doing today, we're, we have our basketball academy and we have elementary kids coming in. But man, it takes a lot of time and effort. So how's your wife handling all this, Max? I know you probably don't sleep that much. You're yeah. constantly working. She's been married to a coach for a while. And I, <laughs> uh, when I was at Newport, we probably worked 90 hours a week. Yeah. Um, Woo! And she, she's used to the time uh, she never complains. Uh, she's in bed sometime when I get home on the weekend, but uh, sure. she's supportive. She played SEC basketball at Mississippi State and uh, and finished up at UTC. So she she knows what the time commitment is like. We we uh, I was obviously coaching when we started dating, so she kind of knew that was part of the deal. The the fun thing I've got to do is my uh, I've got an 11 year old and is playing on our middle school team which has been a lot of fun because we're together every day. But, but sure. like saying about the large school, the, the great thing about this place is everything's connected. I mean, I can go see my kids. And For sure. Uh, I've, I've had to go see one of my, my children because they weren't doing a great job in the classroom at one point. And I was over there in about five minutes. But, uh, yeah, there, there's definitely benefits of being in a small school. People are really behind you. Obviously, it's football in the state of Georgia. Uh, everybody is extremely supportive. Yeah, you got the community. I mean, I, I 
I, I sense it just from talking to people and stuff like that. You got the community really excited and football really brings that overall school morale up. Right, coach? Yeah, we had, uh, we've had pep rallies. We had, uh, we basically had a, a day that looked like Ole Miss before a game where everybody tailgated. Nice. Right behind the uh, main athletic building uh, where that uh, pavilion is out there. And yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been unbelievable. We had about, we sold 800 tickets to our first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had tons of support. We got a little pet band. Our cheerleaders do a great job. And, and then there's just there's four or five people here, and it just happens to be some some women that I teach with. They do a tremendous job just making the kids feel important. Uh, you know, they work their tail off, and they are important. And they give them little goodie bags and do things for us. And uh, it, it's just the amount of support has been just unbelievable. Yeah, I love that. I, I definitely miss the school with that connection, that small community. Um, but, um, you, you know what, there's, um, you can develop that anywhere, right? Coach, uh, any coach coming in, talk about your core principles here, your non-negotiables when you came in here, what are some things you guys really believe in? Well, one of the biggest things that I taught this summer and every kid in our, our program, uh, can vouch for this and repeat this is if you're, if you're early, you're on time, if you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, you're forgotten. And, uh, you know, there's, and the generation that we're coaching, that, that's not the most important thing all the time with these kids. And, uh, you know, their parents have to get to work early. I've got to get to work early. So we're, mm-hmm. we're pretty much on Lombardi time. We want to be early. <laughs> uh, we put, obviously, this school places a huge emphasis on being a student athlete. I mean, we've got mandatory uh, study hall every day after school. I have to check their grades. We have, as you know, we have an extremely stringent uh, deal in terms of uh, if they have a bad, if they have an F, they can't play. Right. So that's a huge value. Uh, you know, we, we got the kids this summer to really be uh, transparent. And I don't, I don't know that that happens a lot of times, but uh, we, we did some team building activities uh, that I borrowed from Gene Durden and, and some from Buford uh, that we were able to do just to try to build a family type atmosphere. And, uh, I think you know sometimes you have you have you have athletic teams at a school and and I'm really interested in building a program type mentality uh, where they put in a lot but they also get a lot out of it from an intangible perspective. Don't you agree, Drew? That um, and and I, I you know fortunately or unfortunately I've been around as programs and I had to completely rebuild. You do all the right things. You you build a foundation. And when the talent level gets better, that's when the wins will come. People don't realize that, but you're putting in all the hard work on building that culture. Right, right. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a ground up deal. Our, our motto was kind of, uh, you know, hashtag firm foundation. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've got teachers that talk about that uh, with me, the way that you're building it from the ground up. And uh, really the big word, I think, in your first year has got to be perspective. And you can't, uh, you can't get. There's no shortcuts to success. You, you got to plow the ground, and you got to do the things that you don't want to do. Uh, you know, you've got to really, really invest your time and energy and effort. But you, at a place that's never had football, uh, you really have to keep perspective, and you got to preach that to the kids. And I think that, uh, you know, I told our kids this summer. I said, you know, there's, there's a chance that. 
we're going to win some games. There's a chance that we're not. And how are y'all going to handle that? Because how you handle it is going to be more important. Um, and the first year is not about winning. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Um, you've got to continuously look for positives, silver linings, uh, because there's been some games that we've just been outmatched and probably competed at least for part of the game, but in, in a long, long-term deal, uh, you know, you weren't going to win those games the first year. Yeah, and you did win your first game just recently against Notre Dame Academy. Is that, hey, is, give, give me a breakdown of the game, Coach. I know it was a close oh, game. crazy, man. We, we <laughs> great. Well, one thing that's happened is, is one, of my, one of my assistant coaches, uh, his wife had a C-section. They had twins. So we had two, three full-time guys, including myself. So he's out uh, for the remainder because she's – she had a C-section, but so I took over in addition to teaching and being a head coach, took over the offensive duties. But uh, we uh, we went up there. We played great at, at half. We were up. We were actually more physical than them. We were a little bit more athletic. And uh, at halftime, you know, I told the kids, don't be satisfied. Uh, this is the only way that they can come back if we make – this mistake, this mistake, this mistake, this mistake, turn the ball over, give up a kickoff return, have pre-snap, post-snap penalties. And, man, they, they listen way too hard. We, 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 so That's I, great coaching. I told my wife, I said, I'm just going to go hide somewhere at halftime because I felt like right. I was done. But we, we were up, we got down, uh, but then we came back and we finished. So it was it was really exciting. I, I just I, – I wanted it – I wanted the kids to experience what it feels like to win because you, you, you do talk about moral victories and that they're not, you know, they're not the same as actually coming out on top of the school board. Uh, so that, that was a lot of fun. We had a, had a big celebration. The kids were pretty elated. So. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Coach, talk about when you first came in, your first meeting with the boys, because it was brand new, or, or the parents and the kids. What was your, I know you probably had a plan, but how did that meeting go? And how, I mean, what do you remember from that? Well, I remember uh, when I came in and I got, I got hired uh, January 27th. And then because of all the COVID stuff, they didn't want me traveling up here till March. And so, uh, you know, I had been sending out emails to prospective kids, uh, but I, I came in the cafeteria. They had the band in there, the cheerleaders, which was really neat. <laughs> And I just, I addressed all the lunch classes and tried to talk to people about coming out for football, trying something hard, trying something different, uh, being a part of a team, being a part of a group of people that football is hard, but it builds character. Managers, trainers, uh, meeting people on the faculty, getting people vested in the program. Uh, and then something I, I think that's pretty cool, and I think I got this idea from a buddy of mine at Camden, we had the day before spring, uh, we had a signing day. And right. so every player in the program from six to 12, we started spring the next day. Uh, we had a covered dish dinner and or a catered dinner. And then uh, when they came, when they came in, they, they all got a picture with me. We got a, they basically signed a contract of this is what the values are in the program that I went over in the parent meeting, but that parent meeting was, was really important because you've only got one chance uh, to lay out your vision, lay out the expectations. You know, that that's the one where you don't really mince words. You've got to right. 
tell them exactly what the, the non-negotiables are. And, uh, you know, I've referred back to that meeting several times to some parents and I said, you know, y'all sign this piece of paper and I'm, I'm not going to meet with you about how much your child plays. Uh, we're going to play the best people. I'll be happy to meet with you about how they can improve as a player. And, and I got, I got most of that from, uh, from Coach Wood and Coach Simpson. These are the things we'll meet about. These are the things that we're not going to meet about. You know, I had a calendar laid out. Uh, you know, you want to over-communicate on all the expectations. We got a late jump on it because of, of the COVID stuff. But, uh, you know, you got people here that, that have vacation scheduled, you know, 18 months in advance. So <laughs> a lot of that stuff will be a lot easier in the future. But uh, I, I think that parent meeting was extremely important. And, and the things that I talked about in that parent meeting were the expectations and the standards. They weren't about uh, specifically about football. Uh, but in terms of, of just, you know, some really unique things is a lot of these kids, they've, they've never played in, you know, what I call a, com a combative sport. Right. It is, I mean, the, the, the whole nature and the gist of the sport uh, is physical, and so uh, we didn't even have equipment in spring because of all the supply chain stuff. You know, we ordered helmets in January; they didn't get here by April. Uh, but we had to invent drills to try to build toughness. Uh, so, and that's something that that they were. Every time I did something new at this school, I would always ask myself, "What did they just all? What did they all decide this is too hard?" And they walk off. I won't have a job. Uh, mm -hmm. but they, they're boys and they've got pride, but we, uh, we, I, I made some poodle sticks like they used to use an American gladiator, put a helmet on, beat the crud out of each other. Uh, towel wrestling where we taped up towels, put two guys down in a four point stance and said, go whip the other guys. Uh, Fanny, we even, uh, I even had two pair of boxing gloves for my sons. We brought in tug of war, anything just to produce, like, do you have any, you know, do you have any pride? Do you take things personally? Are you competitive? Um, so that was kind of a fun part because they always exceeded my expectations on that stuff. They, they, we had a couple that weren't super competitive, but for the most part, they got after each other. Yeah, and kids will meet your expectations, right? Yes, Sometimes exceed it. Um, what have they done? I, I'm a practical guy. I want to know what Drew Anthony what are some th some best practices that you have done that have really worked out this year, and some that maybe have not? Give me some, give me some big ideas and concepts. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is when I took this job, I said, and, and this is no offense because I've coached rec sports before, but I'm I'm going to run this like a high school football program. And when you go to expectations, uh, I said, hey, we're going to work out four mornings a week. Uh, Monday through Thursday, and like I said, 90% of the kids came. Uh, you know, uh, I wanted I wanted to, to – the off-season program is where – and obviously they have a lot of talent, but the off-season program is where Buford wins games in almost every sport because there's a 365-day right. commitment. And uh, what the, the kids just kept rising to our expectations. We took 42 kids – uh, to wing T camp that had never played football. And at that point, we still were not in padded practice. So they're out there with, uh, with Camden County and, uh, <laughs> and different high schools throughout the Southeast and they're competing their tail off. So, um, 
I, I do think having the middle school, what I did, and when I look back, this could probably be tweaked next year, is I wanted in the first year to treat the middle schoolers like high schoolers. So they mm-hmm. did everything. They were there four days a week. There were, there were we basically mirror practice. We would flip offense to defense. Uh, but looking back, maybe I could have I could have altered that a little bit and made it a little bit less demanding. Uh, some of the kids are they're they're done. They're physically and mentally done. And uh, you know, working out at six thirty in the morning is hard. Uh, but I think we're gonna. Well, I know that we're gonna try to get them in the classroom next year because you're talking about five hours of sleep with teenagers. They're taking hard classes. Some of them do work. Uh, but I would say the, the the biggest thing is just run it the way you want to run it. Uh, do it your way. Uh, don't try to be somebody you're not. And you know, sometimes every coach does that. Something's not working. And maybe they want to add scheme or they want to do this. But but one of the things we did early in the year is we just said Monday is going to be a fundamental day where all we do is block and tackle. Right. I was listening to Coach Wolf talk about the five drills that they broke <laughs> down for. Absolutely. Uh, each softball player. And the bottom line is the only way to learn how to tackle is to tackle. And, uh, you know, the other thing is you when, when you have a small number like we have, you know, you worry about getting people hurt, but you can't coach scared. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is just be yourself and fundamentals, that fundamentals don't break down. You know, we, we always said at Buford, schemes break down, fundamentals don't. And I, I was listening to uh, Coach Stoops from Kentucky, talking to his team before the Florida game, talking about your habits come to the surface when you get squeezed, you know, when it's, right. it's when it's in the fourth quarter, when it's fourth and two and uh, you know, fundamentals. I mean, you, when you're starting a program, that's where you have to start. Uh, and it can be tempting uh, to shortcut that stuff. Hey, Drew, um, give me, a, give me a sample of a great fundamental drill that you do. Um, you know, maybe at the beginning, or I, I don't know how you structure it within the practice, but teach us a great for those coaches. Most of the people that listen to me are basketball coaches. Right. What's a what's a good fundamental drill that you do teaching well, tackling? One thing that we do, and, and when Coach Aaron came into Camden last year, I was on the way out, but I had worked with him before, and he told the football team down there. He said, "Y'all are stronger than I thought you would be, but you're not as athletic." And so they start every day at Camden, and we're doing it here with uh, with dot drills, old school BFS dot drills. <laughs> Love it. And uh, you can combine those with box jumps. You can combine them with uh, ladder drills, and that's just a great way to get people's heart rate up. And uh, they're becoming a better athlete. And if you do it 12 months out of the year, any sport, you know, we got dots down on the gym floor. We got our ladders on the gym floor, and we started every workout this summer doing that and I just said this is one thing we're not going to negotiate we've got to get more athletic we've got to get more twitchy um but you just take the most basic skill in any sport uh for us it's it's tackling you know these kids really have struggled with putting their body on another person how to wrap up but we uh we'll take four basic parts of tackling and do a circuit and we do that uh every Monday on defense uh, where each coach has a drill. They're about three-minute stations. You know, you're going to get about two or three shots, but it's high tempo. Uh, start practice really fast type deal. 
Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And coach, I know you got to get going. I know you got to get ready for practice. Um, hey, before, hey, before you go, talk about your coaching staff. I know Patrick Stewart. I had a chance to meet him. You got a really good coaching staff, man, to come and, and be part of the program. It's unbelievable. And sometimes, you know, you scratch your head and you go, how are these guys here? But when, <laughs> when you come on our campus, as you know, there is a different feeling about this place. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I wanted my children to be a part of that environment, but but Coach Woods, probably his biggest mantra of all of all the talks that I've ever heard him make, or it's always who then what, and uh, I, I think that's part of the good to great deal with uh, with uh, the guy who wrote that book. But it's got to be about who that person is, and the other thing that he talked about is character, confidence, and connection. Mm -hmm. you want to find a great teacher you got and, and i think that it's it's the first c has to be character uh, obviously you need to know a little bit about basketball or a little bit about football but that stuff can be learned um you know uh, i can help those guys with organization uh practice plans you know i got one guy that comes from a football family that's from lincoln county uh who does a great job uh, Coach Stewart is is a dynamic guy. They're, they're relational guys, and that's that's the most important thing. We we hold them accountable. I mean, we're we're rough on them. Uh, we're rough as a cop sometimes on them. But you know, uh, one thing that a friend of mine in, in, in Athens when we wound up working together in Buford, he said, "Rules without relationships lead to rebellion." And I, I don't mean to just throw out all these phrases, but if you break that down. Uh, it's hard to discipline a kid that you don't know and that you don't have any type of relationship with. But uh, those guys, that, that's their strong point. They're, they're relational guys. They definitely know plenty of football. But uh, that they're, it's amazing. Those guys are people magnets everywhere in the school. Uh, the P kids love them. The softball players love them. The girls basketball players love them. Uh, so that, that's the most important thing about those guys. I just hope I can keep all of them here for another <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's that, that's always the tough thing. I know, um, particularly when you're young and, and they're, you know, they're aspiring coaches and so forth. But that was great. They came because of you, coach. They came. You sold them that, you know, the, the what you were building and so forth. You're laying that great foundation. Um, and it's all because of your vision. So that that that's that's why people come. They come because of the leader. I asked a couple of those guys. I said, "Why why did you come here? You know, this is a we're doing this from scratch. <laughs> you know, our kids have very little experience. Uh, they're not physically developed. You know, blah blah blah." And they just said, "Man, when you put out there on that job deal, you know, we're going to start something from scratch, and I've got a chance to help create that." Uh, you know, when you start this thing, any problems that you have, you didn't inherit them, you created them. So, uh, you know, one of the things I've really just constantly told them is we got to confront everything. We can't ignore anything. We can't be sitting here in three years going, you know, why do we have a uh, poor culture or why do our kids struggle with decision-making or classroom or whatever. So um, a chance to start something new was, was pretty exciting for them. Coach, you think the football is going to help the other sports? Because I know the resource of Division One basketball coach, uh, at, at, as I call it, little old LOA. <laughs> yeah, and, and I got to tell you on that, um, I, I miss the atmosphere. I, I love that school. I mean, that'll always be a big place in my heart. 
Uh, uh, so it, it'll never leave me. So I miss my K5 PE, my friend. I take it. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, the girl who replaced you, uh, student taught for a buddy of mine, and uh, mm -hmm. she got some big shoes to fill. But uh, my, my kids, they, they love going to PE, my, my own children. That's awesome. And the yeah, guys, yeah. Two of the guys that I hired are PE coaches, and they, they do a tremendous job. I mean, they're teaching volleyball. Uh, they're teaching badminton and they're coaching it just like they coach in football. Let's not roll the basketball out and, you know, sit there and watch film. I mean, they are real P instructors. They do an awesome job. That's awesome on that. And, you know, I'm going to be coming over and visiting, man. I'm looking forward to kind of seeing everything. So, um, come over. <laughs> absolutely coach coach. Hey, uh, I want you to, what's your vision of what, what can you take from this year? to better prepare you for next year? What's your plan? I know you, you don't want to jump ahead, but what, what, what's your what's your vision well, for? We've already, we've already started planning the offseason, and the, the biggest thing that we're going to have this year is we're going to have an offseason. I was in South Georgia five hours away, you know, from January to May, and, uh, you know, just the idea that I, I think we'll find out even more so who really wants to play football. I think a lot of them did it to try something new, but um, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna work out four days a week from January to May. I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about not having to spend my time ordering uniforms and you know, <laughs> go visit colleges. And, and you know, I'm gonna go talk to a friend of mine uh, that's up in the mountains that does an incredible job. A, a guy you need to talk to is a guy named Chad Cheatham. Uh, at Fannin County High School. And Fannin okay. County High School has very, very, very little tradition. And he got them to the third round last year. That's awesome. I think they're 6-0 and right now. And uh, talk about a hard-nosed guy building a hard-nosed culture. Uh, but that, that's the thing I'm excited about. I'm excited that, uh, you know, mo most of the people in the community really value uh, the fact that I'm holding kids accountable. Uh, they really value that uh, we're working a, pro a process. You know, we, we've met with them. We, we Zoom the kids in on Sunday and watch film with them. Uh, we're, we're running it. We're running it the way it needs to be run. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to next year of coaching more football and less uh, right. stuff. We're building a building right now, which is going to be incredible. We're going to be in that building supposedly before our last game in, in three weeks. Uh, so we got a new building with 80 lockers in it, coaches' offices. Woo! Man. It's amazing how fast they built it. Our stadium is unbelievable. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we've had kids uh, from Gatewood and other places come over to watch us and, and think that it was, you know, going to be a, a comedy routine. And I, I think some people are going to take notice that, that we're doing things the right way. And, uh you know, we, we just got to keep getting better. Everybody says, well, what do you need to work on? And the answer is everything. Right. A lot a lot of time will be spent our offseason on leadership, uh, intangibles, uh, toughness, that kind of thing. So, yes. Hey, Coach, uh, before you go, I'll, I'm going to give you an invitation to come and speak to my Lady Warriors for one of the uh, – game this year. Would you mind hey, – hey, hey, we're rolling the boat out here, my friend. I just want to tell you that. And um, it's exciting, um, and you know I love building just like you do. So the invitation is going to come to come and motivate my team a little bit. I'm, I'm coach. I'm all in. I can't wait. I'll, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be ripping and snorting, ready to go, and I'll, I'll probably <laughs> prepare for it like uh, 
uh, the invasion of Iraq. But uh, man, that would be <laughs> awesome, Coach. I'd love to come and uh, speak to your girls and speak into them. So that would be awesome. I'd love to do that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really excited about the season. And I know you still have – how many games do you have left, Coach? Uh, we've got two JV games, and we've got uh, – we have got uh, one middle school game left. One middle school game on that. I, you're doing a terrific job. Uh, I think the, the future is so bright. Uh, and uh, I appreciate you coming on and sharing with us, coaches. What's the best way that the coaches can get a hold of you if they want to talk to you? Yeah, my, my, uh, my email is drew.anthony at lakeoconeacademy.org. And uh, my phone number is 770 770- Two eight nine four eight five six, and you guys do a great job on social media, man. You guys just Facebook, yeah, Twitter, guys, all that. My young guys do the Twitter, and uh, you know, I put a lot of stuff out on Facebook. Just try to communicate, recognize the kids, uh, throw them a positive bone out there, and just basically tell people that you appreciate them because we've got volunteers. They've done an unbelievable job here. And it's kind of changed a little bit. We don't have a booster club, so to speak, because you know that's the, <laughs> that's the dirty word here. But we we have a support group uh, that is organizing and detailing things for games. Uh, you know, vetting my emails where I don't have to spend all my time. Right. Planning: Are we going to have a Chick Fil A sandwich? Is it going to be fried or is it going to be grilled? And I just got all the, these ladies and, and gentlemen that are just. Uh, unbelievably supportive you gotta that's a really important part of starting a program is you gotta ask for help and uh if you gotta beg you gotta beg but you, you cannot do all of it on your own yeah delegation is a big part of it right drew i mean and uh, you're at the right school because there's so many great people out there yeah, at Lake. <laughs> you know, so but people yeah. have obviously people have uh you know some pretty good means here in terms of being highly successful, but they're, they're more generous than they are uh, wealthy. It's just, it's amazing. I've, I've had people open up their homes for, uh, for team dinners, for team building nights. We did a, a spend the night deal out at uh, uh, Miss Sittler's place. Uh, mm-hmm. It was unbelievable that I kind of took the idea from Gene uh, on that. And, uh, you know, cookouts, property to go fish, you know, just it's it's unbelievable the uh, the way that people have, have welcomed us. Yeah, for sure. And I know my, my good friend John Heinen, you probably know John. Uh, he goes he he says, man, he loves traveling to all your games, man. He loves to, he says it's so much. He says now John's been around the school forever. Yeah. Close friend of mine. He says this has really brought the school together. So you're doing some great things, coach. Well, I appreciate it. It's, it's all ten uh, percent. You know, Co- Coach Wood always says ninety ten in every job. Ninety percent of your job you're going to love. Ten percent is going to be a pain in the tail, no matter where you are. And that's, right. That's definitely true here. That uh, you really got to keep your perspective. Um, and you know, you're going to have you're going to have five parents that don't like you, no matter how you do it. Sure. But. Um, you know, if that number goes to 50%, you might have a problem. But <laughs> that's right. John, John's a great guy. Uh, we've, we've had tons of people like him, Tommy McDonald, pitching in, helping, driving right. for us. Let me load this cooler. Let me do this for you. Let me do that for you. So uh, it's been amazing. There really are great people. And that, that's the most important thing in this whole deal. Teaching, coaching, everything is about people. It's about relationships. Uh, 
you know, it's it's like Coach Wolf said, it's uh, it's fun to win state championships, but that's not really the part that you know that you all that you think about and when you remember kids that you coached 20 years ago. Yeah, it's down the road. Yeah, when they come back and say thank you and so forth. You're right, Coach. Drew, thank you so much for taking the time out, man. It's uh, always good talking to you, man. Full I'm wisdom. To you, man. I'm going to come watch y'all play ball. I'm, 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 uh, I'm excited for you. All right. Thanks, Coach. Hey, go Titans. Yes, sir. Go Titans, man. <laughs> All right. Take care. All right. Coaches, I'd like to welcome our new Championship Vision podcast sponsor. Huddle Assist. The best basketball coaches are relying on data more than ever. That's why coaches love Huddle Assist. With Assist, you get full game breakdowns, including complete team and player stats in less than 24 hours. Your stats are ready when you need them. And Assist is more than just the box score. Use interactive reports like shot charts and advanced stance like lineup data, VPS, and of course, effective field goal percentage to coach smarter. Plus, assist brings your stats to life. Every stat is marked on the video at the moment it happened. See every shot, turnover, rebound, and much more with just a few clicks. Want to see how Huddle Assist is elevating basketball? Visit huddle.com slash assist. That's huddle.com slash assist to learn more. Huddle will also be at the Legends at the Grove Clinic on September 12th at Walnut Grove High School in Loganville, Georgia. Come stop by our table to chat and see what we have to offer. At Dr. Dish Basketball, we're creating basketball shooting machines that accelerate player performance. With features like on-demand workouts, multiplayer stat tracking, and instant analytics, Dr. Dish Basketball is the number one source for basketball training. Whether you're training in your driveway, running a practice, or developing a workout program, we have the most innovative training solutions to help your players practice like they play. And just for listening to this podcast, you qualify for an exclusive discount. Just mention Championship Vision Podcast to your sales rep when you call in. For more information, visit drdishbasketball.com or call 952-873-2633. Again, that number is 952-873-2633. And remember, be better every day. Dr. Dish Basketball's Virtual Camp 2.0 is now live. Our camp features drills and workouts from pro players, coaches, and trainers like Byron Scott, Quincy Pondexter, and four-time WNBA champ Lindsey Whalen. And though we're known for our shooting machines, the camp also features ball handling, agility, and conditioning drills to help athletes of all ages round out their game. A shooting machine is not required for this camp, but if you own or have access to a Dr. Dish CT or Dr. Dish home, you can follow along with our pre-built program and track your progress and your stats. Sign up today to gain access to the Virtual Camp 2.0 featured drills and workouts by visiting drdishbasketball.com slash virtualcamp2021. That's drdishbasketball.com slash virtual-camp-2021. Hi, this is Matt from Court Cart. The Court Cart is a great way to store your basketballs and is handy at practice. You can lock up 24 men's or 30 women's basketballs with our zippered top. The cart is sturdy and easy to go around the court. The cart is $2.69 with free shipping. The court board is a whiteboard that attaches to the cart so you can draw plays up on the court. The court cart court board package is $5.28 with free shipping. You can find out more information on courtcart.com. This is Mike May, creator and owner of Practice Planner Live Software. 
I'm excited about partnering with Kevin Furtado and Championship Vision Podcasts. We share a common passion of helping basketball coaches be more effective in their profession. With over 26 years of basketball coaching experience, I created Practice Planner Live with the purpose of saving coaches valuable time in creating efficient and effective practice plans. John Wooden once said, if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. Practice Planner Live can take your practice planning to a whole nother level with tools and functionality that will maximize your team's ability to reach their potential.